It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 117, the podcast that looks at news and views, culture from throughout the world. And this week we go all over the world, Japan, America, Australia, the United Kingdom, Europe. We look, of course, at COVID. We look at censorship. And we've got some great music in here as well. And also I've got some feedback from you, which is great. But let's begin with this rather bizarre story. Do any of you recognize this clip? We have found the witch, might we burn her? Burn her! Who do you know she is a witch? She looks like one! Yeah, she looks like a witch! Bring her forward. Not a witch, I'm not a witch. But you are dressed as one. They dressed me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't my nose, it's a false one. Will? Well, we did do the nose. The nose? And the hat. But she is a witch. <laughs> that, of course, was the inimitable Monty Python. Burn the witch. Now, this is an extraordinary story. Babylon Bee, or satirical Christian website commentary, sometimes they're really funny. Um, but they had put up a bit, uh, a piece about Senator Hirono that demanded Amy Conway Barrett be weighed against a duck to see if she's a witch. And they, they, they banned it. They demonetized their page for violating their community standards. And this wasn't just an algorithm. After an appeal, a manual review said the article incites violence. Now, this was satire using an old Monty Python idea. It's a fictional quote as part of an obvious joke. How is that a genuine incitement to violence? Now, because the media spotlighted that, Facebook backed down, but they wouldn't have backed down without that. And I think... That's an example of the kind of censorship that are being placed. Babylon Bee are far too popular. Uh, They're a Christian uh, group, and and I suspect somebody on Facebook thought, we want to shut them down. And if you wonder where all this is going, think of Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia have banned people who identify as gay marriage opponents from being Wikipedia editors, and that's caused one or two editors to themselves resign. Earlier this year, Wikipedia co-founder Larry Sanger declared that the site's neutrality policy was dead, well, if it ever was there in the first place, because of the biases of many of the editors. And uh, the site's owners then decided to impose a universal code of conduct on editors that would mandate basically liberal progressive views such as requiring the use of preferred pronouns. Yep. Burn the witch, indeed. We've got our own version of witch hunting and it's cancel culture and it really does get uh, people who seek to do biblical teaching. Let's go to COVID and I'm I'm just going to give you some various items of news uh, before one or two quite 
outstanding things or depressing things. New Zealand has reported its first coronavirus case in 22 days, uh, while Thailand has recorded its first two locally transmitted cases of COVID-19 in more than a month. In fact, even as I speak, I read that New Zealand has now had 11 new cases from a fishing boat. Belgium's going to impose a nationwide curfew from today. Switzerland has made the wearing of face masks compulsory in indoor public spaces. Ireland is reimposing nationwide restrictions. And then this is, I think, the big news. Now let's take a look at the impact on the debt. And you can see over on the right uh, that we have passed 100% of debt to GDP in fiscal 20. That's the year that just ended that you were mentioning. And that is almost the same, almost the same as the peak we got to of 106% during World War II. So we are about to enter into record territory. You can then see... America's budget deficit has reached a record $3.1 trillion. The previous budget deficit record was $1.4 trillion in 2009. The UK government has borrowed £36.1 billion in September, £28.4 billion more than the same month last year. Nearly 1 million Israelis have lost their jobs during the pandemic. Half of those are under the age of 34. And if you want to know what the continuing effect of lockdown and COVID is having, in Japan... Now, this is significant because Japan keeps very detailed suicide lists and figures because of the prevalence of suicide in Japan. Other countries don't, so we won't know. But I think this gives an indication of how uh, mental health is being affected by COVID. And remember, Japan hasn't had a strong lockdown and hasn't had severe cases of it. So in August, the number of female suicides rose to 651, which was a 40% increase, most being aged between 20 and 40. 59 school children in Japan were also reported to have killed themselves, more than double the number last year. That is profoundly disturbing, as is a, a brother from South America. As I say, we have people from every continent who contact us, and he says this, a second wave of the disease seemed to be looming, but people prefer to risk it rather than starve at home doing nothing. Well, Adopting a safety-first approach. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, ISIS have encouraged uh, its suicide bombers and others not to go to Europe because it's too dangerous. And if you think that's mad, what about the University of York in England, where students self-isolating have been told to wait in their room in the event of a fire and let others out first? So... If you've got COVID or you think you've got COVID and there's a fire, wait so that you don't infect people when you're leaving a burning building. Oh, the, I mean, the university says it's updated its policy, but that someone even thought of that is incredible. Meanwhile, in Victoria, the numbers of, of cases have dropped significantly, only a handful now, and yet uh, the, the strictures still remain. Um, one, I think, that is absolutely spectacular is uh, and really, really sad. Listen to this. The newborns were denied life-saving heart surgery because it wasn't available in Adelaide and they couldn't be transferred interstate because of travel restrictions. 
Adelaide is the only capital city in mainland Australia that doesn't have its own infant cardiac unit. As one obstetrician said yesterday, quote, I shall leave it to you to imagine the profound effect of these deaths on the parents. South Australian Premier will Four sick newborn babies who were meant to be flown from Adelaide to Melbourne to receive life-saving cardiac surgery died. And they died without being able to receive that and probably because they didn't get that surgery. And why didn't they get the surgery? Because they were coming into a COVID environment, as, as it was put. Um, their children were not permitted to enter Victoria for the operations. Now, two things make me furious about this. Number one is that Adelaide doesn't have its own, the only uh, state, South Australia, in Australia, that doesn't have the facilities to do this kind of operation. That's one thing. And the second thing is, in what world does it make sense to ban babies from getting operations in order to, and from which they subsequently die because they didn't get the operations? How does that make sense to ban them from that in order to stop them getting COVID? All right, enough of that. Let, let, let's shift gear a minute and let's just uh, listen to some new music. Got down on my knees, grabbed my pen and bowed my head Tried to summon all that my heart finds true And send it in my letter to you That's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band and their new album, um... I love it for lots of different reasons. I love the boss. I love his music. The the E Street Band, to my mind, are one of the best bands in the world. Um, but I love the way this album was recorded. Springsteen allocated five days to record an album from scratch. And none of his bandmates had heard the new tracks before entering the studio. They walked in fresh and they had to pick up. The album's called Letter to You, by the way. And they managed to record it in four days just incredible um I, yeah what can you say it, it's a tremendous gift to be able to do that and music remains a tremendous gift sad of course as we've highlighted in other quantums that people are not able to play live Let's come on to something else in terms of the, of the culture. Do you know the word trans-homo-misogyny? Trans trans-homo-misogyny. Don't you know what it is? Listen carefully. It's, I feel this is like story time. Gather round, boys and girls. I'm going to tell you a story. Trans-homo-misogyny is the converse of cis-heteronormity. Normativity. If cis-heteronormativity reflects the ways in which society rewards expressions of identity that conform to cisgender and heterosexual narratives, then trans-homo-misogyny reflects the way society punishes all narratives straying from a cis-hetero-patriarchal supremacy. Yeah, and if you're listening and going, what was that about? 
that's mad. Um, yep, it is mad. It is mad. But as I said, that's what's happening to our language. It's what's happening to our culture. And sadly, many within the church, instead of standing up to the denigration of culture and the regression in our society to a Greco-Roman pagan view of the world, instead of that, too many in the church are backing down, including, sadly, the Pope. Homosexual people have a right to be in a family. They are children of God and have the right to be in a family. Nobody should be thrown out or made miserable because of it. What we have to create is a civil union law. That way, they are legally covered. Now, I've got in trouble for supporting uh, the previous Pope, Pope Benedict, but this one, Pope Francis, I, I wonder, I genuinely wonder what is going on. But he has just come out and expressed support for same-sex civil unions. It's been welcomed, of course, by progressives all over the world. But I'm not sure how that doesn't undermine the traditional biblical teaching about marriage, sex and sexuality. In fact, I think it does. One of the people who welcomed it was Steve Chalk. Now, again, just to give you a, a, a little background here, um, if you go and, and look at my uh, website, you will see that I wrote an article in Christian Today. It's still their most read article um, just this week uh, on Steve Chalk's threat. And it was a threat given at a conference that churches that hold to the biblical position will soon find themselves being prosecuted. This was not just a description. This was a threat. He thinks we should be prosecuted. Steve Chalk has moved a long way. I'll just let you into a wee secret. A number of years ago, I wrote a piece on Chalk's book, um, The Lost Message of Christ. And I've since written on The Lost Message of Paul and since written on several things that Chalk has done. A few years ago, he was extremely influential. In fact, the, the website that I write for, Christian Today, I thought I was going to lose my job. There was a fierce reaction against it. But then they told me that the articles that I wrote had four times the number of readers than Chalk's did. And it appears that Chalk has dropped them now altogether because um, they've continued to allow me to write. And I know that pressure was put on to stop that happening. And I feel the pressure myself, even writing this recent article. The level of abuse that comes from Christians in writing this is really quite depressing. But we're going to carry on. I'm sorry, I'm not going to give up on what the Bible teaches, on what Jesus says about marriage. I'm a Christian. I follow Christ. I don't follow Elton John, who was there at, uh, not, he wasn't there. He gave a message. He sent a message to Steve's conference. And it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind. Never knowing who to cling to when the rain set in. All right, let's, let's come on to China. Um, just a couple of things. First of all, China's economy has rebounded 4.9% growth. It is the only major economy in the world right now doing well. 
and it's going to pick up again. China was the first country to go into lockdown after the coronavirus was found in Wuhan. After it spread from Wuhan, not primarily over the rest of China, but over the rest of the world, other countries followed China's example largely by locking down, and as we've already seen, the damage that was done to these countries. As a result, the only country, according to the International Monetary Fund, that will see significant growth, the only significant economy that will see significant growth is China. The global economy will, will contract by 4.4% and China is expected to grow by at least 2%. Well, the New York Times, the BBC and others have praised China. And Chinese, the Chinese are taking their opportunity. And I mean, not, as I always say here, not the Chinese people, but the Chinese Communist Party. They're two different things. Again, in a show of supreme pettiness, the Chinese authorities have ordered the demolition of gravestones of Swedish missionaries who were credited with converting thousands of Chinese Christians, Chinese citizens to Christianity nearly a century ago. 100 special police and public security officers, they blocked Z, I think it's Zihao Cemetery in the Yanhu district of Yuncheng, and they, they destroyed the graves, buried them, put plants in there. Now, this is what is astounding. China, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Cuba, and Pakistan, all accused of severe human rights Think are about to be elected onto the United Nations Human Rights Council. Cuba and Russia are definitely returning unopposed, while China, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia are competing with Nepal and Uzbekistan for Asia's four seats. And it's worse. Xi Jinping has just told his troops, his elite uh, corps, that they are not up to scratch and that they need to focus your minds on and energy on preparing to go to war and stay highly vigilant. I'll take this guess. I think if Joe Biden is elected, I would expect within his presidency, I would expect Taiwan to be invaded. All right, let's do something a bit more cheerful. Um, this is a man called... Uh, this is a song. First of all, do you recognize this song? Just a beautiful, beautiful song, uh, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. A man called Nathan Apocada uh, took a video of himself lip-syncing while he was drinking Canberra juice as he skateboarded down the highway because his car battery had failed. It got millions of streams. As a result, Dreams, Dreams itself got millions of streams uh, on Spotify and so on. It became the number 14 record in Australia. Um, were, I think there were 45 million views on TikTok. Uh, Mick Fleetwood, the 73-year-old drummer from the band, filmed himself doing the same thing. And I love this. Nathan, he seems such an unassuming guy, got given a new cranberry red truck from Ocean Spray because of the publicity. That's a great story. Oh, thunder, only help 
this isn't such a great story. Euthanasia. The Labour Party in Queensland, um, Palachuk, the uh, now I, I Palaschuk or whatever. I keep doing this wrong. So some of you are going to write in and tell me how to do it, especially you people up in Brisbane. But um, oh, this is this. Actually, I, I, I'm not laughing about this. This is so sad. She has decided to that uh, she just sprung this. It's an election due soon, and she said that she's going to introduce a euthanasia law. Just desperately sad. As is this, um, you know how we talk about the slippery slope and how people say, no, don't be silly. They're just going to do this one thing and that's it. Well, the Dutch are at it again. They've now approved plans to allow euthanasia for terminally ill children aged between 1 and 12. Um, These are children who are suffering hopelessly and unbearably. So, so sad. As is sadly the story of the teacher in France who was beheaded because he showed his class a caricature of the Islamic prophet Muhammad uh, from the newspaper Charlie Hebdo. 400 invités. On écoute le président de la République. Nous continuerons, professeur. Teachers, we will go on. We will remember that we are in danger as long as there is hate, violence and lack of respect for others. Par le respect de l'autre. I'm not even sure how you can even comment on that. He was a history and geography professor who was teaching moral and civil education. The suspect was an 18-year-old man who was born in Moscow and who was Chechnyan. Oh, Lord have mercy. I, I think, you know, what I find depressing as well is how... This is reported in some news outlets. It's reported in others as well, but it's not given the kind of emphasis you would expect. And there are people, politicians, particularly left-wing ones, I'm waiting for you to condemn this. We shall see. Okay, i got to break that mood a little bit. Um, I was at the dentist recently, and I saw this poem on the wall, and it just reminded me, it's such a famous poem. Uh, Listen to it. This is Pam Ayers. If you haven't heard this before, you're in for a treat. I wish I looked after me teeth and spotted the dangers beneath all the toffees I chewed and the sweet sticky food oh I wish I'd looked after me teeth if I'd known I was paving the way to cavities caps and decay the murder of fillings injections and drillings I'd have thrown all my sherbet away so I lie in the old dentist chair and I gaze up his nose in despair. <laughs> and his drill, it do whine in these molars of mine. To amalgam, he'll say, for in there. How I laughed at my mother's false teeth <laughs> as they foamed in the waters beneath. But now comes the reckoning. It's me they are beckoning. Oh, I wish I'd looked after me teeth. <laughs> Well, I thank the Lord for good dentists. And then I read this astonishing article about this woman. Do you know who this woman is? 
You're uh, not going to ask me if I'm against sex, were you? Were you a bit afraid no. of using the word? No, wasn't it? No. More no. Than that. no. Because I'm not against sex. Can we get that quite clear? Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I wanted to get clear. Yes, I'm all for sex, actually. It's just the cheapening of it. That's right, the exploitation uh, of it that mm. I'm against. Yes, of course, that was Mary Whitehouse. Now, Mary Whitehouse is a joke in uh, contemporary society to progressives and so on. And that's why I was utterly shocked to read an article on Unheard, which repeated, you know, some of the mockery of her, but also said, do you know this? Mary Whitehouse may have turned out to be right after all. Um, so, I mean, she's somebody who campaigned against immorality on, on, on television. And sometimes, yes, of course, she got it wrong. And so, she's easy person to caricature. But I'll tell you what she got right. And they pointed it out. There was a pedophile information exchange that was welcomed within establishment circles, including by people who are currently in politics today. And White House was one of the very few public figures who stood out against that. And she lobbied hard for the private member's bill that became the Protection of Children Act 1978. The same time as she was doing this, the BBC executives were rolling their eyes at the irritating behaviour, says the article, of White House and her gang. They were enabling the abuses perpetuated by men like Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Another bit of strange news. In California, in order to prevent racism, they've decided to do away with grades and, uh, and exams um, because it, students of colour were uh, not doing very well. They received, uh, minority students received 30% of all failing or near failing grades. So, because only 7% of failing marks were distributed to white students, the, they decided that this was because of racism rather than any underlying issues. Apparently, classroom behaviour is not going to count. Uh, grades and exams won't count. Teachers are not permitted to use testing to determine grades, but they say they'll be determined on a student's working knowledge. Although it's unclear how that knowledge will be determined. I, I sometimes wonder if California is just determined to live up to its somewhat wacko reputation. Okay, um, just a, a couple of notes before we go. First of all, uh, somebody wrote in, uh, Chris from the US, from Tennessee, and Chris, we're praying for you because Chris's wife had COVID and I just wrote in to express his appreciation of the podcast and we do think of all of you who are affected by this in, in, in different ways. And you know, some of the stuff we've looked at is, has, is, is pretty heavy, but I want to encourage you with just two things. First of all, this is from the CDC in the US. Just listen to this short clip. Basically, life is a sexually transmitted condition, which is 100% fatal. So we know that all of us are going to die eventually. No, life is not a sexually transmitted disease. What a way to describe it. Life is a gift from God. Now, yes, it's true. We are all dying and we're dying because the wages of sin is death and because humanity has been infected by that. But there is one who came to defeat death and to give us eternal life. Life is precious. Life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. Life comes from the author of life, God, and eternal life comes from him. No, your life is not a sexually transmitted disease. And that's why we can rejoice. Now, I, I 
played this guy before. Again, thank you again to those of you who got in touch. Um, Eric Bibb, who's a blues singer from Finland. Well, he's from the States, but he married a Finn and he moved to Finland. This is a great song. Um, I'm one with my maker. I am a preacher shouting out the news. I am the juke joint stomper playing the blues. I am the holy roller giving Jesus my cares. I am the candy man pushing my wares. I am the cowboy burning the steels. I am the Cherokee brave on the trail of tears. I am the master gripping my hand. I am a slave from a distant land. It's not some kind of, you know, oneness, Hinduism, pantheistic type stuff. He's just simply saying, we're all made in the image of God as human beings. And that's what we are. We're not a sexually transmitted disease. We're made in the image of God. And that's why so many of these things that are going on in the world are so tragic. But that's why we need to look to our maker to learn not only how to live, but how to have eternal life. After all is said and done with my maker you want to support Podbean, then, uh, sorry, uh, Quantum, then do so on the Podbean fundraiser. Um, if you've got any ideas, information, anything else, feel free to drop them to me. Meanwhile, I pray that God would bless you and that you would know fullness of life. See you next week. Thank you.